0: Welcome to Next Steps, a podcast from Blackhawk Church in Madison, Wisconsin, where together we'll take next steps to grow in our relationship with Christ, to be formed into the kind of people He's created us to be, and to better love and serve those around us. Let's jump in.
1: Hey everyone! Thanks for tuning in to the Next Steps podcast today. My name is Chris Kopp. I'm one of the site pastors here at Blackhawk Church, and with me, our pastors Tiffany Malloy and Charles. You, you guys, how have the first couple weeks of 2023 been <laughs> so far? Warmer than expected, which is great. That's true. Yeah, so yeah.
2: true. It reminds me of I'm from the St. Louis area, and it reminds me of St. Louis winters. So this, I feel right at home. <laughs>
3: that, that's a really kind of a low bar. It's kind
2: of sad, I know, yeah, but uh, I've been enjoying it. You know, yes. totally. But it's been good. Yeah, our family. I feel like we had a good kind of rest at the end of December after Christmas, and uh, we're um, yeah, the first couple weeks have started out well. So
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. S- same. Excited for the year and just what it might bring. Um, well, if you're listening to this, obviously it didn't release on a Thursday, so sorry we're out of our, um, our usual rhythm just a little bit, so you're probably listening to this early in the week. Um, but yeah, good good to be back with you again um, as we get back in the habit and the, the rhythm of these weekly podcasts. Um, just one quick kind of business item before we really get going here. Over the next few weeks and uh, the next couple months as we continue in the Live This Book series... Um, You'll probably hear from more and different people than sometimes uh, in the past. Tiffany and I are going to take kind of turns rotating out here and there, co-hosting and Mm -hmm. invite some other people and some other voices into to uh, to co-host and be part of these conversations. So um, we're looking forward to that. Uh, but today it is Tiff and I and Charles, and over the next thirty minutes or so, um, we're gonna dig a little bit deeper into Charles' message from um, this past Sunday. Well, maybe at this point you you just heard Ben talk, but the the Sunday before that, <laughs> and talk more in depth about the law and specifically the Ten Commandments. So, uh, Charles, as always, uh, thanks for a great message on Sunday. Definitely a lot to think about. Um, And I definitely came away from Sunday thinking about the Ten Commandments in a a lot different way than I had previously. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm sure that I'm not the only one. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to that message yet, go jump online or to our other podcast stream and check that out. But um, maybe just to start, Charles, just to kind of remind us, can you give us a really brief summary of kind of the main idea from your message? What are the Ten Commandments all about? Sure, of course. Uh, So one of the I think the big ideas um, that we start with
3: is um, uh, many Christians have a either a lack of understanding or a, or a misunderstanding of the laws in the Old Testament. We have this idea that the Old Testament is about works, about earning your way to salvation. You follow the rules and 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 do things that please God, and then God lets you into heaven, right? And so that's kind of a thing that we have in the back of our head. Maybe we don't we don't say it in exactly that way, but that's kind of the back of our head. And and so one of the so one of the sermons, I mean, I, I know the sermon didn't really have any personal applications because I, I was trying to really help people have a different perspective about the law. Because when you read the, the Bible as a story, it changes the law, right? Because you notice the key thing is salvation comes before. Rescue out of Egypt is an act of grace and a God's act of love, an act of mercy. And in response, in gratitude towards salvation, God says, here's the law. And if you do this, you and I can have this amazing relationship, and you can be part of my plan to transform the world. So that's what really the talk is about. The the Ten Commandments, and really by extension, the entire law, uh, all the laws were given by God to help ancient Israel shape their culture in such a way that they can actually live out the mission. Mm.
2: Good. Okay. So... Charles so these ten Commandments are not for salvation um, that's not how they get them they Yahweh got you know Israel Yahweh use these laws to shape their community so as we think about if I can fast forward into today okay so as we think about today um, how do we interact with both these ten laws um, but also as we think about kind of the other hundreds of laws that uh-huh. we see uh-huh. Uh-huh. in the book of Leviticus, yeah. um, other parts yeah. of the Old Testament. Uh-huh. Um, how, one, like, how are those two sets of laws related? Yes. Yes. And then two, how do you see us now as Christ followers today interacting mm-hmm. with those laws?
3: Excellent, excellent mm-hmm. question. Okay, this is a, that's a big question. So feel free to jump in as yeah, I'm talking straight. and ask for clarification, mm-hmm. right? So, so one of the key things, okay, first of all, before I even even just get into the Old Testament. I want to talk about culture formation, <laughs> okay? So how do people form cultures for groups of people or teams that are mission-driven, okay? Because I think for us, we go, well, generally speaking, oh, I don't know how people do form culture. I think the best place to go is you look at a sports team. Okay, you look at like a high school sports team or a college sports team. They form culture. Very intentionally. You know, or you know what? The U.S. military. Mm-hmm. They form culture very intentionally. Mm-hmm. And so what do they do? Well, they have things written out. Yeah, sure. But what else do they do? They change their clothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uniforms. Mm-hmm. You wear uniforms, right? And you the uniforms, the mm-hmm. right? You look mm-hmm. the same. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you have symbols, right? Mm-hmm. You have, you have ranking marked on your, mm-hmm. on, on your sleeves to mark the hierarchy built into the system. Cause even with what you're wearing, you're communicating something about the values of the U S army, the U S Navy, uh, a football team. They wear uniforms on the, on the field. Yes. But I've seen so many college football teams where the, when they travel together, these, these, these 18, 19, 20 year olds, they're wearing coats and ties
2: mm-hmm. when
3: they travel. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Yeah, that's a requirement from the team. Mm-hmm. Well, how does that help the team win? Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? It's about forming culture. Mm-hmm. It means, hey, when I dress, I represent the team. I'm, I'm I'm presenting myself as part of this culture that's about winning. Mm-hmm. And so it shows up not just what's on the field, but what's off the field.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm. Not just that, food. Yeah, right. The food we eat shapes our culture. Um, you have. I'm, I'm sure a football team's like, oh, eat whatever you want the day before the game. Well, absolutely not. <laughs> right? No, you got, you got people going, no, no, you got to eat this and eat this and eat this to, 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 ma- to perform maximally. Mm-hmm. Right? So you have all of these ways in which the culture gets shaped to accomplish the mission. Now, when you start thinking, oh, Old Testament, what are they working on? They're working on clothing. They're working on food laws. They're working on, on um, you know, mem- and putting putting Bible verses on the walls. They're, like, doing all these things to shape culture. When you start thinking culture shaping, it's going to give you an entire different lens to read the Old Testament laws. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, that's just it's an intro. I haven't got into yeah. it. Totally. I have questions about that. <laughs> so you have questions on that to start.
2: Well, uh, I think, do you think... I mean, I've been around the church for a while, and I think oftentimes, and you have been huge in helping to kind of shift some of this in my mind, but I think about that as like, oh, those are laws, and if I violate them, it's not about culture. It's about like, oh, I'm sinning. Like, that's like, does mm-hmm. that make sense? And yeah, so, yeah. it feels like it's beyond uh, culture. It feels weightier, yeah. I think. But the, yeah.
3: the, but the moment you think it's ethics is right and wrong. Yeah. And, and the, the thing is, the moment you are thinking that way, then you start thinking God's ridiculous.
2: Mm. tell me more about that yeah because
3: you're like wait god says okay uh your clothing you cannot mix totally materials. <laughs> so you can ridiculous. only have a single material yeah. for your clothing now remember this is back in the days when people don't buy clothes you know off the rack they make their own clothes right? families make their own clothes so god says okay when you make clothes use only one material do not mix them you're like and if you don't do that you're sinning?
2: I know, right? <laughs> How weird is that, right? Like, like, like so weird. The, yeah. the
3: moment you start thinking that, you're like, yeah, God's weird. God's ridiculous. God's making, God's just ticky-tack for the heck of it. Mm-hmm. Why is that happening? The moment you start switching to go, oh, this is about culture building. Mm-hmm. God says, okay, wh- I want you to be so focused on creating this culture of we are one people chosen by God that in what you wear, you don't mix. Mm. You only use one material. Mm. Okay. That's like the choices you make in a uniform.
0: Mm.
3: Clothing makes a difference if you are part of the team. Mm. God doesn't make it have that requirement for anybody else.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: It's not like some, some, some Acadian person, God's like, oh, you sin because you have two different materials. No, no, no. Israel only, why? My team.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm
3: trying to create a culture that's mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. What I wear, what I, what I, what I, what I eat, what I, what I, what I, the way I build my house. Everything is reinforcing this mission. We are the chosen people of God, who's going to accomplish the mission. Mm. So, now does that mean you've sinned? If you don't, well, on a team, when you violate team rules, there are punishment, right? Mm-hmm. Do you want to be part of the team or not? Right. right? Coaches will come along, and go, okay, no, you're, you're not. You're, you're, you didn't dress. You didn't dress right for the, for, our, for our road trip. You came in in shorts and t-shirts. Everybody else is in j- coat and jacket. What's going on here? Mm-hmm. And your response is, I, I, play, I play just fine, coach. <laughs> and the coach is like, no, you're, you're benched. In fact, I'm, I'm going to kick you off the team mm-hmm. because I want to create a culture.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I, if you want to be like everybody else, then be like everybody else. Okay? Yeah. But you're part of a special team right now. Yeah. And ancient Israelites need to know that. And frankly, so do the Christians today people, Christ followers, you're a part of a special team, that people of God, invite into a deep relationship with God with a mission to transform the world. And if you don't see that as being special, then you're not going to care about the rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to find the rules to be a drag. And some people, some people shouldn't be on the team because they're like, I don't care about the mission. I don't care about God.
2: Hmm. Do we have the same rules? Uh, no, we don't. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's a great question. Let's get there in a moment. We're, we're going to get there. But I have a very important yeah. point to make yeah. in uh-huh. that we need t shirts around here to prove that we're all the same point. Of- <laughs> ah. <laughs> I've always wanted black t shirts or pens or something. You know, we're a part of the same team. But no, that wasn't really my point. I think, I mean, it's really profound to think about it in that way that God is forming one team as you think mm-hmm. about these laws. Cause I'm like, what if I really liked shellfish and I was an Israelite and all of a sudden I'm like, what is, what is this about? Yeah. Um, but that reminder that, um, that yeah, it, with the context in the story, we remember that they just came out of what, 400 years of slavery in Exodus. They're a ragtag crew, right? They mm-hmm. probably don't really feel like a team and like right. a people. And right. so what's one of the first thing that said he does is, instituting these things to create culture coming out of this background of slavery and all the things that they've been through. Um, So that's really interesting to think about. Um, They've been at rock bottom, Mm -hmm. but now he's trying to form them into something different and remind them that they're special and on the same side again. So that's really interesting. Yeah. I think identity information is absolutely critical.
2: Mm.
1: Now, now the, the
3: question I think you're asking is, well, well how, do, how do those rules apply today and, mm-hmm. and why those rules in the first place? Um,
2: because, so, can I interrupt you? I think some back. of those rules, you know, if you read them through okay. our eyes, you know, in, in our culture— Man, some of them are rough. You're like, "Wow, yeah. God wanted that culture." Like, I feel yeah. like that's like unhealth. I mean, if right. you're really honest, as you're reading some of these, and so, um, so that can yeah. feel yeah. Uh, so, uncertain.
3: So, so, one of the ways to think about these rules is first of all, first take a, take a step back and you go, okay, now you, you notice that they actually um, there's passages that specify. For example, Deuteronomy six one. This is where you, know, you just had the Ten Commandments, which is for really for God's people, and then. Moses will say, these are the commands, decrees, and laws of the Lord. This is chapter 6, verse 1. Yahweh, your God, directed me to teach you to observe in the land that you're crossing the Jordan to possess. Mm. Land-specific. Mm. Or even, I would say, culture-specific. Mm-hmm. Ten commandments, general mm-hmm. principles, almost everything else for that time. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay? Now, Why? But this is where you, you gotta you gotta do a sweep. You, you, if you can kind of flip through Deuteronomy, flip through Leviticus, flip through Moses, you'll get the kind of different categories, right? So, there are some categories that are heavily related to everything related to sacrifice, sacrificial system, how to run a temple properly. Why well, do they need that? Well, guess what? That's an instantiation of the first command: love the Lord your God. How do, you, how do I do that? Okay, number one, how do I do that? Well, you actually need a way to understand who God is. So we're going to give you a, 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 a uh, Ark of the Covenant. Mm. We're going to give you a tabernacle. We're going to give you an altar. We're going to give you the, 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 the candlesticks. We're going to give you a washbasin. We're going to give you all these physical things to help you communicate what it means to relate to God. Okay, And then we're going to give you really cool different types of sacrifices, not just for sin, but all kinds of way of, of saying, hey, this is how I connect with God. We're going to have sacred personnel to teach you. We're going to create, all, build all those things in. And not only that, we're going to give you a, a Sabbath. Every week, you have time to rhythm. We're going to build you rhythm into your day and, and then the, the, the festivals. So you have this entire system of liturgy, worship, that's all-encompassing. It's not just once once every Sunday no 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 it's built into the entire calendar rhythm of your life with physical with physical things to remind you and that's just for the first command Mm. (laughs) okay how do you how do you how do you have no other God before me here's how we do it as a people how this is going to teach you all kinds of things about me and the first answer I have is well today where's the temple who is the temple the temple is the church Right, so, so, so the New Testament changes that. So yeah, a lot of the things about the temple in the Old Testament no longer apply today. Those regulations don't apply. But the understanding behind it still applies. Deep concern for God and for God's people gathering together mm-hmm. to do to worship and to be one with God and experience God, none of that's changed. Mm-hmm. Using words, using music, using physical symbols to bring, God, bring people into the presence of God that's what God that's what God's people do on a regular basis. That's who we are as a church. Hmm. That's just one category,
2: sorry. Yeah, that's great. That's great. I haven't
1: got to the other ones that's yet. Good. Do you have questions on that? I think we need like 30 seconds just to play some background music <laughs> and to think or at least I do us, um yeah, yeah, wow, there's a lot to to marinate on there.
2: I I mean, I feel like that's I, will, I know we don't have time, but thinking through each of those commandments and kind of connecting them to some of yes. those laws would be a really interesting. Mm. Um, you don't have to. Now I'm just saying as oh, I'm thinking about. If but you, if you want.
3: If you, yeah. When you do 10 commandments, when you read Exodus 20, yeah. the next very next chapter, yeah. you enter a really weird section
0: mm-hmm.
3: where they're like talking about ox that kills people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What is that doing there? You're right. Right? It's like it's, it's, it's an ox that, that kills people. Mm-hmm. And You're like, wait, what? Guess what? God doesn't just give the Ten Commandments. He actually helps you work it out. Like, here's what you must here's do. Here's some examples. Here's, here's what it looks like. Okay, so it's not about you murdering people. Mm-hmm. That's like obviously a no-no. Mm-hmm. Thou shalt not commit murder. You should not commit murder. Guess what? If you have an ox that kills somebody, that's accidental manslaughter. Mm-hmm. Okay, you need, to pay, you need to pay penalty for that. And guess what? If it's a habitual, that ox, you know the ox that kills, goes to kill people, and you don't take extra precaution, you're guilty of violating the Sixth, the sixth Command. Hmm. That's, that's negligent homicide. Hmm. Right there in the text, you're like, oh, you see mm-hmm. God is working out what these statements all mean. So if you start looking, going, okay, all these laws, especially like personal property issues, pro- property mm-hmm. ones, mm-hmm. Uh, personal injury laws, those are all tapping right back into the Ten Commandments, hmm. right? Um, they have laws that deal with sexuality that's tapping back into the protection of marriage, does, does not commit adultery. Right, there's, there's all these laws that, that in some ways gets back to some principles in the 10 Commandment. Um, there's a whole bunch of law already right at the beginning where it talks about foreigners, taking care of the foreigners. Gets back to the protecting people, the underlying mission of the 10 Commandment. Mm-hmm. One of the values protect people, especially those without power. Why? Missional.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: This is about showing the world what mm-hmm. the society, this ancient Israel society is supposed to be in this ancient world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Go ahead. No, I was going to say, again, I don't want to interrupt you, but I think going back to maybe a different part of that question, as I'm walking, like I, I see the good, like the, the positive, the bright spots and how um, God is creating his people to be a certain kind of people that that reflects him. Um, but then also, I think it's interesting about how you said these laws are contextualized um, mm-hmm. for the place, for the land, for the culture. And so I think, again, if I just go to the problematic parts where, right, where it's like, oh, there is some that that feel like unjust towards women or, Mm -hmm. right. Like, Oh wow. Wow. These are like, they would never fly today. Right. And we know that that's like so unhealthy. Um, but I think about how can I better understand the culture, both of the Israelites and what God is trying to do, but also the neighboring mm-hmm, mm-hmm. cultures? And yes. how is it, ref- like, how is this good? Or how how did God kind of take this people that were formed in a certain way mm-hmm. um, and kind of,
0: Absolute. does that make sense? That's exactly right? the next yeah, yeah. step.
2: That's yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. the next uh-huh. step, which is
3: God is, remember, it's missional, which means The mission is to the ancient Near Eastern world Mm -hmm. in which Israel is going to be in the middle of. Mm -hmm. That means the law, the culture that God's going to create is going to be in some way pushing them. Mm -hmm. It's going to be different, Mm -hmm. but not so different Mm -hmm. as to make people go,
2: that's nuts. Yeah. Relatable. Yeah. I need it
3: to, be relatable, to be relatable. relevant. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so um, I think Jesus makes this point. Jesus mm-hmm. says, hey, you know what? You, you know what this law that Moses had about how you do divorces? Yeah, that wasn't really what God had in mind. It's like, mm-hmm. wait a minute. Seriously? Jesus actually says the laws in the, in the Old Testament, mm-hmm. they were not reflecting God's ideal. But they were reflecting the need of the time.
0: Mm-hmm. Right?
3: If, if you have a law that goes so far beyond what people could understand, it becomes counterproductive. Right. So God's like, no, 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 this is about the mission. So I'm going to have you, for example, um, not do tattoos. Why, Why is that? Because tattoos symbolizes something in the ancient world. It symbolizes actually worship of certain deities. So don't do that. Hmm. Today, tattoos don't have any, any of, that kind of that kind of connotation. So
0: mm-hmm.
3: it's not a problem. Right, there, there are certain kinds of laws that are in, entirely based on the ancient Near Eastern world. I would think a lot of men-women relationships, mm-hmm. um, they, the Old Testament law includes slavery. Yeah, They do. Yeah, but it's, but, it, but it's one of those things where, hey, treat your slaves way better than the ancient world around you. Mm. So people go, oh, wow, look how they do treat slaves in their culture. Today we're like... Is that affirming slavery? I what know. is I'm yeah that's yeah. Yeah. bonkers.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. right? Yeah.
3: And you're like, oh, yeah, but remember, it's for that time. It's missional for that time. If you had a, if you had a society that didn't have slaves, first of all, they couldn't run it. Okay? This is, the ancient world was dependent on slavery. They, they couldn't even think it's an, it's an economic necessity until further economic developments that we've had. And so it's like, if you, be, if you become poor, if you don't have land, you have to sell yourself into slavery because there's no middle class Hmm. in those worlds. Without land, you're gone, right? And so that's the world they're living in. And so slavery was part of that system. And God says, I'm going to move away from the cultural norms, but I can't move all the way because it doesn't work or nobody can understand it. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. Which puts us in a really strange position, Mm -hmm. doesn't it? We're like, wait, I don't think that's... In fact, not only does that law doesn't apply anymore, mm-hmm. that law is actually reflective of a broken world mm-hmm.
1: that God really never intended, yeah. except it was missional for that time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: This is so good. I We had a lot of questions about this kind of thing. And frankly, I, th- I think I've struggled with this, too. Like, is God just being patient with the culture that he's engaging with here? And I think that's some of what you're what you're saying, he doesn't just flip the table on its head right off the bat because there would be some challenging things about that. Um, but I know that makes, I mean, certain circles people feel pretty uncomfortable about how. How do you even have that conversation and determine like which laws were more cultural at the time mm-hmm. and, and things like that? Which, like, you should be careful about how we figure that stuff out. But that, I mean, what you're talking about has just been super helpful, even just listening to it now. But as I've heard you and others talk about things like this in the past, there's almost like this arc toward the morality, like the ethics that God, like fully intended, like throughout scripture, we see that with Jesus. He just mentioned that he kind of turned some things about the law of Moses on his, even Paul, like when it comes to slavery, he's like softly pushing back against, um, about things there at, at the end of the new Testament and Philemon and that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. we kind of see this kind of slow progression throughout scripture toward yeah, maybe the best of what God has intended. Yeah. Um, but I know, yeah. yeah, a lot of us wrestle with that. Like, how, yeah. how do we navigate um, questions yeah. of culture and, and all that kind of stuff? So this is really great. So,
3: so two points on that. I think, I think one is um, whenever you see a law in the Old Testament, the question you should be asking is, what's the underlying principle? Mm. And what is it addressing? Is it addressing something that God really, really cares about? Is it addressing something? and is it, is it in, in, That's the question number one. And the question number two is, how is now this law contextualized in the ancient world? What is it dealing with? What is it trying to accomplish? What, how does this law help ancient Israelites live out their mission in front of the ancient world? Those two questions. What are the underlying principle and how is it contextualized? And once you answer those two questions, you can ask the question of, okay, today, how do we contextualize the same principle? Mm. Right, for people of mm-hmm. God, mm-hmm. we're trying to accomplish the mission. Mm-hmm. Except, you know, for us here at Arpen Out Church, we're talking about twenty-first century America. What's the contextualization here? Mm-hmm. What is the underlying mm-hmm. principle? Mm-hmm. That's the question that has to be asked. I, I think that's a that's a that's the exercise. So, for every for every law you find in the Old Testament, ask that question, which mm-hmm. which I think answers a lot of people going, "Well, how can we follow a certain one and others?" Well, that's the reason why. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, th- I think the second point I, I want to make about, about these laws is that we, so many of us, we read the laws through the lens of the New Testament and really through the lens of Jesus' conflict with the Pharisees. And, and one of the great challenges with what the Pharisees have done to the law is that they got the law, but they missed the underlying love of God mm-hmm. and the underlying values. Mm-hmm. Remember, the Ten Commandments is about loving God, relationship with God, putting God first. And then second, valuing other people. They took a law like the Sabbath and said, you cannot heal on the Sabbath. A a law that's all about (laughs) elevating values of humanity. Humans are valuable Oh, can't heal on that day. No, 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 no. It's like, what? Like, you completely missed it. You <laughs> completely missed it. You're so focused on the law, you missed the undervi- underlying values. And that's true even of the Ten Commandments, right? It's, it's true even of the Ten Commandments. Hmm.
2: That reminds me, right, I always in my mind, I think I pr- relate um, Jesus' Sermon on the Mount it seems like there's some parallel things going on, right? Like Moses gets, he's on a mountain. Jesus is on top of a hill. and A lot of the same themes come up, right? During the Sermon on the Mount. And one of the things he talks about is, right? Like I've I've not come to abolish the law or the prophets, but to fulfill them. Mm -hmm. And then talking about, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees, you're like, wait, what? (laughs) But it was because Jesus was saying they don't get it. They don't get Uh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your your
3: righteousness absolutely have to surpass the Pharisees. Mm -hmm. Their righteousness is one of rule keeping, Without caring for people nor for God, and Jesus is like you better do better than that. Yeah. Mm. In yeah. fact, when you start doing better than that, you will do better. If you have the power of the Holy Spirit, you will start living lives beyond what the law requires. This is where we, you know the tenth command is so great. It, it talks about controlling your thoughts, and this is where Jesus goes there, right? Mm-hmm. Have you know having a, 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 a you know se- sexual thoughts, lustful thoughts, or mm-hmm. or, or have, hate, hating people, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And Jesus is like get in there.
2: That's what I'm concerned about. <laughs> that's what I'm concerned about yeah, yeah. because
3: because you because because you really care. Mm-hmm. You really care about who God doesn't care about other people. So you will start thinking and controlling your thoughts mm-hmm. because and, you care about people. And I
2: think it shows that like our intentions and our hearts and our minds, like they are related to our behaviors, right? And I think that that's it's kind of pulling those things together as well. The Ten Commandments, as well as it's not just like oh, just follow the rules. It's yeah, like actually. What's inside of you is going to come out into yeah. how you treat other people and how right. you live your life. and so. And so you
3: know, we did a sermon series on 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 the Sermon on the Mount um, earlier. Well, wow, last year now, wow, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> last year. And, and that was, the idea is that Jesus is painting a picture of a culture of the people of God. And he's mm-hmm. trying to draw people toward it.
2: And I remember right? you asked us, do you want, like, do you want to be a part of this culture? Like, is this something yeah. that excites you? And because this is what accomplishes the mission.
3: Right. Mm-hmm. And so, wh- which gets back to the, are there laws in the New Testament? Absolutely. They function exactly the same way, not for salvation. hmm okay and we, even calling them laws we feel mm-hmm. uncomfortable because mm-hmm. we have all these negative kind of connotations associations with the word law but no this is what you need to become to accomplish the mission mm. and this is what we're shooting for and this mm. is actually what god has in mind for us all along mm-hmm. this is this is the children these are the children of god what children of god look
1: like mm-hmm. mm. we've so we're talking about jesus now a little bit and in the, in the new testament um, I think we started to ask this question right at the beginning, but I was like, pause, uh, let's let's hold on, but let's go there. Um, I think this is kind of what we were getting at. Um, in a few months, in the Sunday messages, we're going to get to the part in the story, finally, where <laughs> Jesus enters in and we get into the New Testament. Um, but I want to talk about the law and context with Jesus for a moment. So if the goal, if the Ten Commandments is to create a certain culture, right, that's what we've been talking about, to be shaped and formed for mission, uh, While well, we have Jesus and the Holy Spirit now, Right. So for those of us who are Christ followers, do we still like, are are we supposed to try to adhere to the 10 commandments or uh, as Christ followers, are there other means that God uses or maybe has replaced the law with to shape and to form us? How, we've kind of been dancing around this question, but how should we interact uh, in 2023 Mm -hmm. in Madison, Wisconsin, as Christ followers with uh, the 10 commandments and other parts of the law? That's a great question. So I would, I want to separate the 10 commandments from the other
3: parts of the law. I think the other parts of the law Really, are kind of working out what does Ten Commandments look like in the ancient world? Yeah, you said so that once they cross with, the Jordan, the this is for, yeah, <laughs> all that yeah. kind of stuff. Like you know, it's, you know, a skin a cleanliness of the skin disease and all that kind of stuff. It's like that's for that world, and and, yeah. and they're they're how to work that out for that world and all the you know all the temple stuff and all, all the priest stuff. Yeah, no, no, no. This is a this is a church. This is a church's New Testament, but you notice the Ten Commandments don't have any of those details. Yeah, the mm-hmm. so Ten Commandments. Are there underlying principles for those laws. And so I would ask the question, why wouldn't you follow the Ten Commandments? Have God before you as, as only God? Right. Every Christ follower, that's absolutely required for you. This is like, otherwise, how are you following Jesus as your King and Lord? I don't get it, right? And do you care about God's reputation? Absolutely should. Don't objectify him. Don't use his name and connect his name to other things that, 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 that don't belong to him. Care about God's, God's, God's name, of course. And then Honor your parents, taking care of the people around you and have an obligation to take care of them, that's being other-oriented. Sabbath-keeping, don't turn it into a religious obligation, but absolutely live a life of good rhythm. So I would say, Christ followers, the Ten Commandment bar is too low. That's what Jesus is saying. Mm -hmm. That's that's what Jesus actually says, right? He says, you guys are going to fulfill the law. Mm -hmm. In fact, Paul says that, right? Mm -hmm. If you love, it fulfills the law. Love God, love people. That's mm-hmm. the two parts of the Ten Commandments. Have no other God before me, care about my reputation and care about my mission, and then take care of the people and, and, and you know, create a society that cares about people. That's like, that's, that's it. And so if you're like, okay, I don't like the Ten Commandments. Can you tell me which part you like to violate? I mm-hmm. don't get it. Mm. Yeah. Right? In fact, this is pretty low. I mean, Jesus says, really, I want to go way beyond this. Because mm-hmm. now that you have the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. I can take you well beyond this. Mm. This ain't enough.
1: Mm.
3: I want to show you what it really can look Mm. like to be the children of
1: God. There's not these 10 things that are like the bare minimum, but I am living and dwelling inside of you and giving you power to have a changed and transformed heart and mind. And right. you can become, yeah, a way different person than than you are right it, now. It, and it is that great reversal. If this, I, mean, I, I talk about the Ten Commandments is, a, is, a diff, is
3: different from the human rights. Human rights says I have rights. Ten Commandments says no, no, obligations to others. Notice Jesus says do unto others. Yeah. Which is now... Love, active love versus the Ten Commandments, which a lot of it is prophylactic. It's passive love. Don't harm, right? Much of it is do not harm. Do not kill, do not steal, do not commit adultery, do not bear false witness, right? Do not have negative thoughts. It's about don't as a way of protecting other people from yourself.
0: Mm.
3: And Jesus says, you know, and that's what Paul says, Mm -hmm. if you love, forget that. All the laws taken care of. You go well beyond it. Mm. And so I would say, yeah, we follow the Ten Commandments, but... Actually, we're called to do much more than that, mm. much, much more. Mm.
2: And I think about just that we, the fact that we have the Gospels and we get to read now, right? What does it look like for God to come to earth and live the human experience? And show us what it looks like to live out what it means to be a part of this community as well right so um thinking about you know how god gave the law of moses all the laws to kind of show them you know culturally how does this lived out but but i think we see jesus is coming to do that too like hey here's how it's lived out here's what i mean and Mm -hmm. um
3: and and you notice he doesn't get specific no
2: it's more of a can't it's more of an intuition or a posture or uh right it's not or, about or the, the details yeah yeah, like, yeah 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 the
3: reason for that is of course is that in the new testament it's very clear from the very get-go jesus is going "No, this is going to be a big thing this is going to be not just ancient near east this is going to be a worldwide thing it's going to cover multiple generations right yes. the way jesus talks about the coming of the kingdom of god is like no no no. people are going to gather from the east and the west that to come from all over mm-hmm. it is going to be a massive feast mm-hmm. god's people is going to be multicultural multi-ethnic multilingual It's going to, as he says about the kingdom of God, growing like a seed, the small becomes a big tree. It's going to be slow growth, it's going to take a long, long time. And when you have that kind of a situation, Jesus can't lay out the laws like he did with the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. And neither, can, neither will Paul. Mm-hmm. Nobody does that. Nobody yep. sits there and go. actually, Paul does a little bit of it. You notice, right? He's <laughs> like, okay, what about meat sold to idols? All right, let's kind of work that out. Because we actually need to figure He's that out. He's like, part I need
2: out. to untangle this one right now. <laughs> right. So
3: that's what they're doing, right? Jesus yep. lays out these principles. Yeah. Like, look at Tim Comet, Command- uh, a Sermon on the Mount. Yeah. And Paul's like, okay, you guys are having major arguments about this. We need to have some laws mm-hmm. about laws about mm-hmm. that, right? Mm-hmm. And, and what does it work out? It comes out of the, hey, Here's a basic theology, mm-hmm. and then guess what? It's about others.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Do what's good for the other person. Mm-hmm. Let, let's, let's flesh that out. Mm-hmm. But then, does anybody today still argue about meat, meat offered idols? Well, maybe not in tw- maybe other countries, but not in 21st twenty first century America. Mm-hmm. That's never come up in, as a question at church before here in Blackhawk. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so, the laws are no longer so specific, which means one of the great challenges mm-hmm. for Christ followers today is, Okay, you got the big principles—the Ten Commandments. In fact, the beyond the principles that goes mm-hmm. beyond it. How do we flesh it out? And guess what? As Christ followers, we're going to argue about this. Mm-hmm. There's going to be disagreement, which just means the posture of humility, willingness to listen to each other and learn from each other becomes absolutely critical. And guess what? That's
1: what the Holy Spirit gives us. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah, even just connecting back to so the. L- the Ten Commandments were trying to create a culture for the people of God. Um, It's been a while since I've read this, not to get too philosophical here, but I think in Mere Christianity, C.S. Lewis talks about how one of the things that really is compelling to him is the fact that the Holy Spirit works in people all over the globe from different cultures and backgrounds. And yeah, we have disagreements about things. We all have different kinds of ways that we live out our faith, but the Spirit has transformed us and created this similar culture in millions or billions of people around the globe as they've kind of followed the way of Jesus and been changed and transformed by him. And so, um, man, so yeah, we do have things that are more general, like the 10 commandments, but even just seeing the Holy Spirit at work and our lives and people all around the world, God is creating this culture of a kingdom yeah. of people who love him and follow him. One and, Father, man. one Lord, one baptism, yeah. one Holy Communion, one church. I mean, this is,
3: there is this oneness of this that is then worked out in this wondrous diversity because to accomplish a mission, every church in every nation has to be a little bit different mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they have to live it out in a way that really draws that people. So when we look at churches in other countries, we go, well, that's weird. They do it in an entirely different way. Oh, it's because they're trying to deal with that issue. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of learning that goes on, and there's a lot of, po- a posture, of a posture of of humility that goes on, um, and a posture of celebration, because we can really be different peoples and yet be one in such one body in mm-hmm. Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Chris, that's so true. I mean, I think about even the times when you know, travel different different countries and being with different bodies of believers and... It's, and now that I never really thought about that, but it's incredible what the Spirit does, like mm. how you can walk into a room with other believers. And there is this sense of oneness and unity, despite the fact that you are figuring out how to be Christ followers in different parts of the world. There's this, which is, I mean, if you think about it, it's incredible.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. I'm sure probably a lot of people have had this experience. You're in a room and it's like, I have zero in common with the hundred or so, whatever it is, a mm-hmm. 100 people around me except for Jesus Mm -hmm. and the fact that he's, yeah, at work in our lives in similar ways. And it's a really beautiful thing. Um, Well, any kind of closing thoughts, anything uh, lingering questions we didn't address that you guys want to want to go after before we wrap up?
2: Maybe just one. Um, As I think about people who are trying to understand maybe some of the law of Moses and how that interacted with the... Ancient Near East culture. Do you have any recommended resources for people who mm. would want to learn more about that? As they're trying to study those kind of parts. Of the uh, one of the
3: great first places to start is always going to be the Bible Project. Tim Mackey is a friend of our church, and and he had he's an Old Testament scholar, um, um, so he, he he has fantastic stuff, and he has great videos as well as classes and courses as well as, as, well as um, um, podcasts about. Mm-hmm how these laws, if you want to get specific, like what principle is this law yeah. <laughs> instantiating? And how is it responding to what in the culture? And then what do we do with it today? Mm-hmm. I think, uh, first of all, I think you can get resources there. But, but I also think, OK, look, this is where podcasts are great. Um, uh, Project videos are great. There's also some room for, if you want to go deeper, uh, commentaries on, on, on the laws. There's the books written by, uh, by really good scholars you know, on, on, Levit- on Leviticus, on Exodus, and they will give you all of the stuff.
2: Great. And we'll and put I, some of those maybe on our series resource page, ones uh, yeah. that you would particularly recommend. Yes, yeah. right, mm-hmm. yes
3: exactly. So right. I think that would be very helpful. And I, think, I, think, um, I also think it's good to just ask the question mm-hmm. and not even try to answer it so quickly. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we go answer-looking, Mm-hmm. and we forget the process. Yeah. Like, like It's good to have a question linger for a while, mm-hmm. and have a friend go, just kind of grab a law in Leviticus. I don't know if you're going to do that or not, but grab one and go, okay, now this one. What, what do you think the underlying principle is? Mm-hmm. And just kind of like take some guesses, take some shot at mm-hmm. it. You'd be surprised mm-hmm. that as you're following Jesus, and you have the Holy Spirit and you, have the intuition, how often you're right, mm-hmm. right? Or like, okay, what are they dealing with in the ancient world there? Mm-hmm. Okay, that, that requires start mm-hmm. a
0: study of history, yep.
1: but... It's fun to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and it's not the only time that we need to do that when we're reading the Bible, right? It was, as we always say around here, the Bible wasn't written to us, it was written for us. And so oftentimes we're reading a passage that, again, is set in a specific cultural context and we're thinking through like, how in the world does this apply to me? But we're trying to take the underlying principle from it. And it's kind of kind of the same thing with this. So uh, yeah, I appreciate that. All right. Anything else, you guys? I think so. All right. Well, um, there there were some tangents uh, in your in your message about uh, like the Ten Commandments and secular society and things like that, that I thought would be interesting to maybe get into, but I think we're at time here. There's, we could probably do two or three more episodes on this, <laughs> right? So many questions, so many, um, so many thoughts. So do check out those resources on the resources page. Check out the Bible Project. Um, as much content as we put out uh, in our own podcast and things like that, I think it would take the rest of my life to keep keep up with with Tim and John and all that the Bible Project does. I don't know how they do it all, but there's uh, hours of stuff to dig into there. So definitely check that out as well. All right, you guys. Hey, just one more plug if you're still (laughs) listening to the very end of this episode, uh, you can also get signed up for courses and groups and Bible studies um, right now. Even right now, uh, the Bible study is going through the book of Exodus. Are they finishing that up this semester, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, you can dig more into this kind of stuff and and some of the history that comes right before the law and and that kind of thing. So, get plugged in, uh, find ways to grow to create this culture in yourself and and in our community. Um, There's plenty of of opportunities available. Um, so, all right, let's call it for today. I uh, will be back um, in a little bit, uh, a few days or so, to talk more about Lent as we enter into that season leading up to Easter. Um, so check back in a few days for that. But have a great week, you guys. We'll talk to you soon.